0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Grid Iron Zeros podcast. Uh, we're back after taking a week hiatus. Uh, we're going to be talking about some general NFL news. Uh, Julian Edelman getting released from the Patriots. Sam Darnold getting traded and that jersey numbers are being expanded. Um, what do we got next, Al? And uh, for our weekly topical
1: segment this week, we're going to touch on... Uh some quarterback talk. We're going to talk about some new faces and some new places. Uh, lots of quarterback moves in the last week or two leading up to the draft. And uh, we thought it'd be fun to break down some people we think are maybe going to hit, maybe some people they're going to miss.
0: It's going to be fun. And then we're going to wrap the show up with uh, setting our expectations with the lines this year. Uh, it should be very interesting. Uh, obviously, they're going to be kind of low. Yeah, spoiler alert, they're
1: not going to be very high expectations, but, but. we're going to have some nonetheless, so we'll get yeah, into it.
0: Absolutely. All right, let's get into it. Okay, uh, big news coming out of the NFL today. Uh, longtime Patriots wide receiver Julian Edelman uh, was released. And yeah, uh, where do you think he's going to go? Well, I thought I read uh,
1: the report saying that he was released because it was expected to be the first step in a retirement. retirement? Okay. So I, th- I think sense. that's probably going to be it because if he can't find a home on the New England Patriots roster, then I don't know. Besides Tampa Bay, I was going to say I mean, who like else Tampa would Bay. would take a shot on him at this point. My, my brother is a big Patriots fan. Your, your yeah. cousin, my brother, big Patriots fan. Uh, he's been talking about this for a couple of days now. He's been, you know, te- sending me texts and stuff, and he's been saying basically that is that it's come to the point where his knees are just so shot that so shot that number one, he wasn't even expected to play the entire year, even like if he was going to play. Uh, and when you're saying that before the draft, like not even before <laughs> like getting ready for, like, yeah. for training camp or like you know, this is really early in the off season. So the fact that we're hearing this, this come out now is making me think this is probably the end of the road for
0: Julian Edelman. Um, What do you think? Uh, I think, yeah, it's one of two things. It's either retirement or he's going to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay makes sense, you know, one last shot. uh, And he doesn't have to play the entire year. They don't, they don't need him until like a late season push.
1: I will say, just thinking about it now, it does sound eerily similar to another person from the New England Patriots who called it quits because his body was broken. And look at him now; he's back yeah. on his second year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Rob Gronkowski. Yeah,
0: so, I mean, it makes total sense. The, the difference being that
1: Gronk, when he retired, I believe was like thirty-one, or he was—he wasn't much past yeah. thirty. Now Edelman is 35, 36 range. And he's got a lot more, you know, tread on the tires than Gronk even had, and he had a pretty substantial amount. So yeah. I don't think it's likely. I think this is just going to be it. And if it is, I mean, God, what Great a career. career! When he got there, he's basically just been a, a mainstay of that franchise. He's been so dependable for like many, many years. There, he had Super Bowl MVP award. I mm-hmm. mean, the dude has been an absolute beast for that team.
0: Yeah, I think uh, he'll definitely get his jersey retired
1: you think yeah, so Gillette, yeah so it's a weird number because it's people. also drew Bledsoe's number so it's like oh, him and Bledsoe. but um well i
0: mean i don't think Bledsoe would get his number retired there yeah i, I guess that i guess yeah. that i mean uh it's it's tough to see that because you know he's he's been such a great player uh for so long and you hate to see somebody uh have to stop playing because of injuries but i mean when you're playing that position and i mean he was a, a hard-nosed receiver he didn't run out of bounds like ever so it makes sense. Uh, and if he does end up retiring, what a what a career. But uh I am pulling for one last ride uh esque season with Tommy and uh Tampa.
1: Maybe this is just an elaborate play for him to get the hell out of New England to be away from Cam Newton, noodle arm as we have called could him on be. the podcast. So could be. It's a little conspiracy theory for you right there. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, moving on, uh, Sam Darnold gets traded from the Jets to the Carolina Panthers. This is huge. This is a huge yeah. piece of news. Yeah. It was, uh, it was expected, obviously, Sam Darnold being traded, uh, where he was going to end up. No one really knew. Um, Carolina was a bit of a, a shocker, in my opinion. Um, they ended up getting him for borderline nothing i want to say that second round pick is probably the biggest the, asset they had to give yeah. away but even that is not you know that's not horrible i guess no no so a six rounder this year and then a second and a fourth rounder next year And it's like who gives uh who cares about the sixth rounder and a fourth rounder is eh, you could probably get some good players in there probably not and then a second rounder that's pretty decent So before I get
1: your thoughts on the trade itself, like whether or not it was a good value for them to do this. um, I just want to note that we touched on our last show that San Fran traded up to three. Yeah. So, you know, presumably as of the time of this recording quarterback's going to go one, two, three in this draft and Carolina reportedly was kind of flirting with trading up to get someone too, and that this is a pretty good class with the top three, but really they're gonna only have they're gonna have very limited options at their spot. I think they were picking at seven initially to, you know, potentially have a quarterback. And I, I don't I don't think they just liked who was gonna be available and they saw Darnold as a better option than the fourth or fifth best quarterback on the board if that person even fell to them. I don't yeah. think they wanted to go into this year with Teddy B again. Uh he's not that Teddy B is a horrible quarterback or anything, but he's he's just not he's not going to lift your team up really from anything. He's just going to kind of hold down the fort and be a dependable starter. So I guess Darnold's an upgrade, you know, from that perspective, he's definitely upgraded over Teddy B. But mm-hmm. do you think that he is a better solution than potentially have rolled the dice and see if they could have waited and gotten to Trey Lance or whoever else could be there potentially in the draft?
0: Hmm. I think, uh, I think it was a good move. Uh, it's reassurance and they very well could not have liked mac jones or trey lance um but yeah i like the move i think it was smart for carolina to do that Um, they don't need him to be something you know sensational they don't need him to be uh a patrick mahomes or lamar jackson or josh allen or anything like that um because i mean they have the workhorse it's Christian McCaffrey, obviously, if he can stay healthy. I mean, that's his biggest question mark, but, um, I think that he's a good quarterback. I think that he'll, uh, he'll step out of the shell a little bit in Carolina and, and do some good. But, um, I, I do like the idea that are they really picking seventh? I thought they were picking ninth, either seven or nine. I think we're seven.
1: Oh yeah. the Detroit Lions are seven. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're picking, uh, yeah, they're picking a little
0: bit further yeah. back. Them I think they're nine. Mixed up, yeah. I think they're yeah. at nine, so that's even
1: worse. Yeah, it's even worse
0: option. Yeah, that is that is definitely a roll of the dice at nine, especially because I mean, you got three going right out the gate, and then I think Atlanta's still up in the air. I am now actually leaning more towards the idea that they're not going to take a quarterback. That seems to be the general consensus yeah. as of right now. And I don't think Cincinnati obviously won't take one. Miami won't take one. I think we're like the real wild card there um at seven because nobody really knows if we're going to take a quarterback or not um and i don't remember who's picking eighth so i mean they could have rolled the dice and it might have worked out in their favor and they still might take one i mean who knows that they, that would be that'd be pretty
1: incredible yeah. if they took one still i mean they would have to be their exact guy fell on their lap somehow yeah in my opinion because if, think about if they've got an option to take one of the top receivers that's still there yeah. or, you know, so one of the top defensive players still there. They can't just – they take take another quarterback on a team that's, like, pretty heavily rebuilding right now. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a good value for for Darnold. I mean, the dude was a, the third overall pick in the draft two years ago. Yeah. I mean, he's still very young. He was on a horrible Jets team. I, I won't get too much into the weeds with Darnold because our segment this week is kind of going into quarterbacks. Yeah. But uh, overall, I think it, it was a, a
0: pretty good – move or didn't have to give up the farm to have a I mean that's, at least a solution that's, yeah that's the best part about it is you know you don't have to give up that much for somebody that can play you he's know he's got lots to prove though yeah still. obviously but one, one
1: last thing I want to say on, on Darnold before we move on here is that I don't know if it's the fact just that he like the Panthers haven't had a white dude at quarterback in a while but like I saw a mock-up a photoshop mock-up we'll of him along. Well, I saw a Photoshop mockup of of Darnold in the Panthers jersey and, and uniform and stuff, and I swear to God, he looked exactly like Jimmy Clausen. Oh, like, oh, Jimmy Clausen, like was the last one hundred percent the same. Right. Like it was so weird. Like even their faces are kind of it similar. Sure fits. It's really weird. Such so
0: an odd odd note, but yeah, uh, that is strange. There was one other thing that I wanted to touch on. I think it's because so I'm not going to rule out them taking a quarterback because. I th- I'm almost positive rookie or Darnold is still on his rookie deal. He is. Yeah. So, I mean, he, they're not paying him an astronomical amount. And if they want to take a quarterback, it's not that huge of a cap hit for them. They could just wipe Darnold and, uh, once his contract's up and then move on with this other guy. So
1: Well, th- but then you're wasting quite a few draft picks at that point. I mean, absolutely. I think you have to see what you have with him unless – the perfect guy is sitting there at their pick and they yeah. have a chance to take him.
0: But I mean, like if you can pass up on your franchise, a possible franchise quarterback, I think you roll the dice on it.
1: But that's the thing. I, I think everyone passed the top three. I think that's a question mark. If these guys are franchise savior quarterbacks, I don't know if they are. I think the three guys that everyone's talking about at the top Lawrence, Wilson, and, uh, Trey, not Trey the kid from Ohio Justin State. Fields. Justin Fields. I think everyone's talking about them as being
0: – One, two, three. Yeah,
1: no doubt those guys are going to change their franchise. The other ones, I feel like they're a little bit more question marks. So I think Darnold's just as much
0: of a question mark as any of those three. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Uh, all right, well, let's move on. We have uh, some pretty cool news. I like this. Um, the fact that, what, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends – Linebackers is a defensive lineman too. DBs, DBs, yeah. Um, can all start wearing uh, there is no like jersey restriction for them.
1: Uh, th- I think the main jersey main, number
0: yeah. I think the main takeaway is that they can start wearing single digit yeah. numbers. Um, so yeah, that's obviously, a but big, I think even at that, like cornerbacks can't wear like any number like 11 through 19. Right. You know, so I think they're probably going to be able to start doing that as well. So it's going to start looking a lot more like college. Yeah. The yeah. one thing that I don't want to start seeing is kickers and punters wearing like 97. Like <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, so ugly to me. I don't know why. Well, kickers have kind of an ugly
1: position. No offense, kickers. But yeah.
0: yeah. But I mean, like kickers are three, four, nine, you know, one. They're not 97, 84, some crappy number like that. I
1: got to tell you, man, I don't know if I like the the proposal here. No. To, yeah, for, for those um, who aren't in the know on this, that apparently the Kansas City Chiefs submitted a proposal to the NFL to allow – It would be them. Yeah, right. Yeah. To, for them to start allowing different position groups to wear different jersey numbers than the ones that are currently you know regulated by the league. Yeah. So the thing I don't like about it is I'm a little worried that, let's say it passes – And it sounds like it's going to. It sounds like it's expected to pass, is where we're at Mm -hmm. right now. But that it's going to be like, oh, here's a guy who's been in the league for 10 years, and you have his jersey, and his jersey's been synonymous with his franchise for this long. And now he's going to switch to number three because he can. Like, and then I don't know. It just annoys me a little bit. Like, it's just from that perspective, I don't like it. Like, people potentially switching to numbers, like, after already being established in the league. If you have rookies coming in and want to do that, like that's fine I don't really care about that as much but it's more so the people like a a player that you've been supporting for five six seasons and they're really good and like you have their jersey and you love it and then they're just going to switch their jersey
0: because they can kind of thing yeah I I I can see where you're coming from I think they can do what they want it's just annoying to me
1: personally so (laughs) like I don't care what they do but I just not a fan
0: I think it's going to be uh I don't think it's going to be as many players as you might and I also don't think it's going to be that many big name players. Like you bring up the Kansas City Chiefs, like one name that immediately comes to mind is Tyron Matthew. I can see him switching off thirty-two for like eight in a heartbeat, or like some other single-digit number, or like somewhere in the teens. Like I can easily see him doing that. But like Tyree Kill, I don't see Tyree Kill moving off eleven. Well, I don't care what Tyree Kill does because that like guy's no. a scumbag, and I don't, whatever he well, does, sorry. I'm not going to like. So, yeah. but um, no, I like it. I think it, it's freshening uh for the league and i think that uh i thought it was stupid that they can't do that in the first place
1: we're kind of like eking a little bit more and more to like a college style well i mean of they, get, football. they do it right you know from year in and year out the play is starting to become a bit yeah. more college like this isn't more college like it's a little bit more that style of atmosphere now like i don't know it's just we're slowly kind yeah. of making a transition here and some things I like about it, some things I don't. This would probably fall on the
0: not-crazy-about-it side. I mean, the next thing that has to be implemented is overtime. I mean, our, our the NFL's overtime is so stupid. They do overtime where they do a coin toss. One team starts on offense, one team starts on defense. Mm-hmm. They start at the 25-yard line. Oh, no um, kick. No, no kick. They just start right out of the 25-yard line. They go and score. And then, obviously, they switch. The other team has a chance. If they don't get a touchdown – and an extra point then they lose if they do they start on offense again because it flip-flops you know like one one team can't always be on the brink of losing because they don't get to play offense first yeah so in the second round the other team will play offense first they score a touchdown other team goes out there they score a touchdown obviously flops again but this time you have to go for two Sounds, more, sounds a lot like a hockey shootout, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, right? Kind of, yeah. So it's a lot more exciting, and it's a lot more fair. Like the fact that NFL teams, I, I can't believe it took them this long to at least implement something where a team can have a shot if they hold them to a field goal. Not just, you know, like a team goes down the field, kicks a field goal, and that's the game. Even that little change made a big difference, made it much Huge more fair. Difference. Yeah. And I, I mean, still, even at that, I mean. You know, a touchdown – a team scores the touchdown. You know, like the perfect case and example was a 2018 AFC championship with Patriots and Chiefs. I mean, like the Chiefs' defense wasn't spectacular, but they, they couldn't stop the Patriots. And a lot of people were like, give Patrick Mahomes the ball. Give him a shot. At least, at least tie it, you know. He could be a two-time Super Bowl champion by now. Yeah. But, I mean, what can you do? But the jersey thing – that's cool. I'm into it. I saw Derek Henry, uh,
1: Derek Henry today tweeted uh, something about, okay, so we can we can. – I'm paraphrasing, but I, we can get this jersey thing figured out. Let's start getting alternate helmets figured out too. So oh, we can do God. And stuff that because, would be so cool. Yeah, I really miss doing stuff. Like, and apparently there's some dumb rule where, like, the NFL is like, no, every team's only allowed, you know, one helmet. And the reason that they can do some throwbacks like the Packers with no logo on it or whatever is that they just take the stickers off. So, mm-hmm. so they're just like, well, 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 Why don't you just figure out a way to have it so that all helmets are like customizable skins? Like it's twenty twenty one. Figure it out. I mean, it's not it would that be hard. So cool, man. Why is that a regulation? That's I don't so know. that's so dumb. Like it's it. They can't be that expensive to produce a roster's worth of alternate helmets. I would assume it's
0: all about branding, you
1: know. But oh, but yeah, they do color rush.
0: Like that's where yeah. I get but confused. I mean, like the branding isn't drastically changed with that. It's just the colors of the jerseys. Nah, man.
1: There's some jerseys that, like, they go completely different directions with just, like, the way that they look. Like, maybe not color schemes as much, but, like, okay. a lot of jer- teams just, like, like they go with, like, their third color cup is, like, the primary, like the Seahawks, like, neon yeah. green jerseys. The 49ers have, like, a black jersey. Like, it makes no sense. Like,
0: mm-hmm. they kind of go crazy with it. So. Seahawks, like, they think outside the box when it comes to jerseys. I give them props for that. Like, You know what I've never understood, especially with the NBA, because the NBA has all these, like, different types of jerseys and stuff like that. And nauseating them out, but yeah. Why why don't the NBA, NFL, NHL, like, hold events where, like, people can send in designs for uniforms? Because each league has, like, a contract with
1: a Nike or an Adidas or whatever. Well, Nike does produce all of them, but the league says, hey, you – here's your parameters. Also, we're only doing this for this many X amount of years. And like, there's a lot of rules behind it. Like I'm Mm -hmm. sure the people at Nike can think of some crazy shit and do some really wild ideas. Like I wish they would, man. Like you see, you see a little bit of in like the NHL reverse retro jerseys. Like they do a bunch of crazy designs and some teams are much more like dialed back. It's like, it's kind of just, there's lots of like little details and minutia as to why, uniforms aren't as crazy or as cool as they could be, but yeah, no getting alternates back with like different helmets. That would be, that'd be really cool. That would be super ideal. Okay. So this week's topical segment, uh, we're going to do a little bit of uh, an exercise where we look at some quarterbacks who have some new places and uh, we're going to, kind of chat back and forth about some guys we think are going to have success in their new homes and some guys who we think are not going to be as successful in their new homes. Uh, To kick it off, uh, because we're each kind of going down our own respective lists here, I have a little uh, pop quiz question for Lucas. And if Lucas gets the question right, he is allowed to select his first quarterback that he would like to talk about. And if he gets it wrong, then I get to be the first one to choose. So, Lucas, here's my question. Mm -hmm. Who is the passing yards leader? In this previous NFL season. I'll give you a clue. Dead air. I'll give you a clue. The team's record was dog crap. But the guy still
0: put up a ton of numbers. Uh, God. I knew it the previous season it was Jameis Winston. But I don't know if this past (laughs) season. There,
1: Uh, There really are only so many guys that it could be.
0: God, was it Deshaun Watson? It's
1: Deshaun Watson. Oh, my God, I'm nuts. It was. Wow. Yeah, well, I think the clue hopefully helped because all the other guys who were in the top five. (laughs) Well, actually, Matt Ryan uh, was in the top five as well, and he had a pretty dog crap record too.
0: But um, All right, Lucas, you go ahead and uh, break down your first quarterback here. Okay, Um, I'm going to pick a quarterback that got traded, obviously. Um, A quarterback that I think will not be as bad as he was on his last team but won't be what this team is looking for. I'm talking about Carson Wentz. I was going to pick him with my head. So (laughs) glad you got that. Well, guess for yourself. Uh, Carson Wentz, I think – okay, so I was a little hard on him maybe in Philadelphia. I thought he was horrible. I think that he stinks. Um, I think in his new position with Indianapolis, he actually will be a lot better but I don't think that he's the guy that's going to push them over the edge. Uh, I still think that they'll lose the division to to Tennessee. Uh, I think there's a a chance. I don't want to say there's a big chance. I don't want to say that they will make the wild card, but I think there is a a small chance that they will, especially considering that their division, they have like basically automatic four wins. Although Jacksonville is probably questionable.
1: The only competition they have in their division is the Titans. Yeah. And last year they, they held the round of that division with Phillip Rivers, who had a decent year. Um mm-hmm. I don't think he blew the doors off by any means. I think his numbers are pretty good, but definitely in the letter, you know, yeah. half of his career and on the way out. So I, I think it's so funny, man, because like I just I think of a couple of years ago when Carson Wentz was on track to lead the Eagles to the Super Bowl and people were talking about that he was he was up for MVP at that time before he got his injury and went out for the year. And he was looking like the second coming in Philadelphia. And it was, it was crazy. He was like, he was I so have a
0: conspiracy theory. Well, I'm like, let, let yeah, yeah, but,
1: but he, he looks so promising. And like the year before last year on that bum ass Eagles roster, he carried that team to the playoffs. They lost in the wildcard because he, again, went out with an injury, but you know, he, he basically carried that whole team with barely any weapons to the playoffs. And he's had so many flashes in Philadelphia and he's, you know, he's had his share of, of mishaps too. And he's like, I've been saying these injuries have been, you know, questionable. So the thing that's funny to me is just how the pr- perspective on him has just like completely turned in that. He's like, you know, almost like a bust and like, I don't know. It's if he stayed in Philly any longer, he would have been, you know, continually hated on. So I think for him getting, a fresh start in Indianapolis is perfect for him considering his connections with Frank Reich, mm-hmm. who was, you know, his OC the, year the Eagles went to the Super Bowl and he had his MVP, air quotes, MVP, you know, run year. I think it's the perfect setup for him. He's got a ton of weapons. He's got a good running game. That defense is nasty. So he's set up to have a phenomenal year. Like if he can just stay on the field and he keep his confidence up, which I think is a big thing for him too, uh, he's going to ball out and Indianapolis is going to have – won that trade which i think they traded a little bit more than the panthers traded for darnold but uh you know it's still it's still a big
0: trade yeah so here's my conspiracy theory about that about his eagles about uh, his eagles yeah i believe that before that super bowl season he sold his soul to the devil (laughs) here's why
1: it's not worth he goes
0: out for like 11 weeks and has He's playing the best football a quarterback could have been playing during that time, and he was sensational. So good. And then he tears his ACL, and Nick Foles comes in, and he leads them to the Super Bowl. Here's why I think that he sold it. So he goes to the double. He's like, I want to win a Super Bowl for Philadelphia. The devil's like, Handshake, boom. Well, I think I I think
1: the verbiage has to be a little bit more like I want to win a Super Bowl with the Eagles this year. Where he's like like he's not playing, but like they won. Exactly. (laughs) So like he goes
0: out, they go on to win. So Philadelphia wins the Super Bowl, but he is now in the shadows of Nick Foles. Nick Foles for like the rest of his career, like wondering now, like they get rid of Nick Foles and they're like, Oh my god, we should have kept Nick Foles. This guy stinks. Yeah, I think that's. I think, all
1: joking aside, I, I do think that yeah. Nick Foles is a huge reason as to why things didn't work out for him in Philly. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. Because I mean, a when huge confidence buster.
1: When the dude has that good of a playoff run and wins Philadelphia's first Super Bowl, and it's you know it's not you. Yeah, that's going to be tough. It's and tough to come back from. He's seen, and Philly's a tough town to to you know have that scrutiny too so i think the fact that he's an in indy now and he's the it's guy a fresh start on curse broken right you know he's gonna have to find something else to sell to the devil to get that yeah. super bowl but i yeah I, I love the move for for all parties involved i think philly philly's been pretty confusing recently with a lot of their moves and this this one because it's so weird that they, they fired doug peterson so you would think okay well they're probably going to see what they can do with Carson to try and salvage this and no, they're both gone. Yeah. And they have Jalen hurts and fresh Nick shark. Sirianni as yeah. their head coach who doesn't really inspire no. much from anyone who's saw his press conference and his moves in the off season thus far. So uh
0: fresh start for sure. Okay. So last thing on Carson Wentz before we go over to your player, do you believe that they get one playoff win this year?
1: This season? Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, because
1: their division stinks for the most part. The Titans are the Titans are are legitimate and they're a good team and they've been good for two years in a row now. But they're a team that I could kind of see on the fringe being like because they they had to get rid of some defensive players in the off season this year. They lost Corey Davis, like Ryan Tannehill. Is he going to be really a, a top ten quarterback another year in a row? Like it seems like kind of a question mark team to me mm. and with a team like the Colts where they've got solid grades all across the board. I don't have any questions about them going to the playoffs and, you know, getting a win. They almost beat Buffalo last year with their, with their current roster. Like it wasn't a, it wasn't a blowout or anything. They kept that competitive to the end of the game. Yeah. I remember listening to on the radio in the car, like <laughs> clenching my steering wheel because I had money on the, <laughs> on the bills. But uh, yeah, I think they'll get a win. I think they will.
0: Okay, Go ahead with yours.
1: All right. So we kind of, um, we kind of talked about them at the, New segment of the show a bit, but uh, my selection for quarterback in a new place that's going to have success is Sam Darnold.
0: Completely agree. Uh,
1: I think that his experience with the New York Jets was a total tire fire and yeah. it is not his fault. He was surrounded with his first year he had Todd Bowles and whatever. I mean, he wasn't the best Jets head coach, nothing really terribly of note more so when they got Adam Gase is when the oh, yeah. the downfall of Sam Darnold <laughs> truly yeah. begun yeah. because that that dude he his his mentality as a starting quarterback in the NFL seemingly has been fractured and broken the longer he was on the Jets and he had been dealing with not only mental Hurdles, but also lots of physical hurdles. Getting injuries mono. a lot. He got mono. You
0: can't forget about that.
1: I mean, like that's you know the disease and
0: too many girls. Yeah, the,
1: the the sickness you get from makeout point. He's, he's got he's got that as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, so he just had everything go wrong for him, and they they never surrounded him with any real talent at wide receiver. Like I know they drafted Denzel Mims last year, but I'm pretty sure he was injured a lot of the time, and. Um, you know, shocker! Their offense can stay healthy on the field, and they they brought in a couple of pieces like a uh, Jamison Crowder, but like who cares? all like, Pryor, right? And they got rid of Robbie Anderson, who he will be reuniting with in oh, Carolina, yeah. which is kind of great, kind of cool. Great point. Uh, no, but similar to Wentz, I just think a fresh start is exactly what this guy needs to to jumpstart his career, and I think we can give him an honest evaluation moving forward. Here, I think any sort of Jets tape that his watch has to be kind of out the window. Yeah. You kind of just have to look at it with an asterisk, you know, like mm-hmm. he's, yeah, he's doesn't look great. And he made mistakes. And he also did good things from time to time, but he was on the jets and yeah. like one of the worst jets teams, like in general, and maybe their team history. They're pretty, they're pretty horrible. They are um, in Carolina. I think he's going to, he's going to flourish because he seemingly has a, a pretty smart head coach and Matt rule who last year, um, the Panthers were blowing this thing up from the bottom, similar to the lions yeah. last year. And they kind of pulled out a couple surprising wins and they killed us well, with PJ Walker. They murdered yeah. lions. Uh, so the, I think they have a coach who actually is pretty competent and very well liked within that locker room and will be a, a good nurturing presence for Darnold rather than Adam Gase, who was purely toxic from everything we've, we've heard about him ever. Yeah. Um, he'll have actual weapons with Christian McCaffrey. I was going to
0: say they're, um, it, their wide receiver core is quietly good,
1: even though they lost Curtis Samuel too. Yeah. He left in the offseason to go join the Washington Football Team. But DJ
0: Moore, Robbie Anderson, like those are some solid wideouts. You know, and who knows? Maybe in the draft, what if Kyle uh, Pitts falls nine. to them? You know,
1: or like yeah. I, maybe not. Kyle
0: Pitts won't fall that far. I can't but see Shamar Chase or Kyle Pitts falling that far. I think can still got a darn but, good. I weapon. mean, that's a that's a great spot to get a wide receiver.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So they can surround him with with talent. I think like we were t- kind of talking about at the top of the show. It seems like the Panthers, this is their plan. You know, they're they're not – they're probably not going to take a quarterback to challenge Darnold unless, you know, Zach Wilson or Justin Fields magically falls in their laps at nine. Yeah. They don't have to do anything. Maybe that would happen, but uh, I think he's going to have a fresh start and it's going to – I think he's actually going to have a decent career if things pan
0: out here. I, I completely agree. I think he'll have a good season. Okay, my quarterback that I think uh, will succeed, he's technically not a new face in a new place, but I do believe he's the starter for this team for the first year of his career. And if he's not, I'm going to be outraged, Jameis Winston. I think Jameis Winston will actually be very good on the Saints this year. And if Taysom Hill is starting, that is an abomination of a team. And Sean Payton should be fired on spot. Well,
1: Taysom Hill's making the starter starter, starter money. money, which is crazy. Jameis is making a uh, very well paid backup money. <laughs> I'm a one year
0: eleven million dollar deal. I have to imagine that he starts. I really, I, I cannot see Taysom Hill starting at quarterback. But we'll see eventually. Probably going to have like some sort of QB battle. Which, if Jameis doesn't win. I will retire from ever talking about football again. Uh, But I'm a believer in laser eye surgery, and I'm a believer in Jameis Winston. The only person ever being the 30 30 club, Uh, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. He couldn't see the defense back then, and he still threw 30 touchdowns and the most passing yards in the league that year. So, on a good Saints team, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Slant Boy, you know, some other good, you know, uh, wide receivers and tight ends. I have to believe that Jameis Winston will be good this year.
1: Well, I am kind of on the opposite side of the fence, unfortunately. That's all um, right. Play devil's advocate. Well, yeah, Jameis isn't exactly a spring chicken at this point. You know, no. he had about – he had five full seasons in Tampa. They gave him the fifth-year option to see if they had something with him, and the Bucks obviously went with Tom Brady. After that expired,
0: but well, I mean, how can you blame him there?
1: Right. But haven't we seen enough of him to know what he is? Like, I know we haven't seen much of him in New Orleans, but like, I feel like we, even last year, we got a little bit of a sample
0: size and it wasn't like off the charts crazy. I mean, I mean, he barely played. Here's my thing we haven't seen much of him on the Saints. We also have not seen much of him with the laser eye surgery. You're really hammering this home. I am, and I'm going to, because the guy's got 20-20 vision now, I think. I'm pretty sure that's what laser eye surgery does, right?
1: Well, he's the number one hole for all pick without the eye surgery. That's what I'm
0: saying. There's talent there. There's talent, dude. I mean, he threw for the most yards in the NFL when he couldn't see. It's crazy. Okay, but the Saints lost Emmanuel Sanders.
1: (laughs) He's not there. So away. They, they have will. Alvin Kamara, they got Michael Thomas, kind of that satellite running back, and he'll sit back there and get passes and stuff, and yeah. you know, he's good in the pass game. They have Michael Thomas. Slant boy. But who else do they have, really? That's a great question.
0: I can't remember off the top Our of my boy head. Josh
1: Hill, their tight end, is now a Detroit Lion. Oh, true. It's Dan Campbell you know, plucked his, his personally picked tight end for, for our team. I mean, they had to make some significant roster moves, I'm pretty sure, to keep this thing afloat because they were by far – the team in the most salary cap hell at the beginning of the yeah, offseason. Yeah. How year. are they in salary cap hell? They, they at one point I think that they were close to a hundred million dollars under the cap. My and lord, it was insane! So I, I don't think that they've been making a lot of additions, I think they've been making subtractions, if anything. Probably so, yeah. For me, it's just I've seen enough of Jameis to kind of know what he is. I think Sean Payton is one of the best head coaches of all time, so give him the benefit of the doubt that he can do something with Jameis and he clearly. Saw enough that he liked to bring him back for at least another year, but yeah. not enough to offer him a long-term contract. Which I knows. mean, who knows?
0: Maybe Jason or uh, James didn't want that.
1: It's a good point too in a COVID season.
0: Yeah, COVID season. I mean, like you know, he goes out there, he balls out, then he gets that fat contract from some other team. All
1: right. Well, here's my quarterback that I think uh, won't do, will bad. not do well. Yeah. And I think the easy, the easy layup here you're probably thinking is Andy Dalton. But, mean, I, but I'm not going for Andy Dalton. No. I'm going for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, really? I don't think he's going to do well because he, anytime that he has been installed as the starter in his illustrious career where he's been in almost every team in the league at this point, yeah. how's that gone? Not great. Not great, right? <laughs> not good. Uh, there's a reason he's bounced around to every other team, okay? I understand Washington is, they think, a quarterback away from ruling the NFC East, which with that defense and, and offensive weapons, it's a you know it's a fair conclusion a to jump to.
0: But, but Ryan
1: Fitzpatrick has done nothing throughout his career to prove that he's going to be a plug and play. This guy is going to take my
0: team to the promised land. Guy, that's Tom say, Brady. That's I, not Ryan Fitzpatrick. I would say that he hasn't had a full season like that. He's obviously had those like that those five-game spans where he's Fitzmagic.
1: Fitzmagic and Fitztragic. Yeah. You hear about it all I the mean, time.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that is the up, up and downs of Fitzmagic.
1: It, but. it is weird with him that in the last couple of years, especially since he went to, like, the Bucks and the Dolphins, like, he's kind of got this a little bit more, like, don't care, just going to fling it and, like, have yeah. fun. And he's been better in flashes when he plays that way, but also that leads to games where he throws four interceptions yeah. and looks terrible. So you know who he is? He's a poor man's Brett Favre. <laughs> but Brett Favre's got Hall of Fame criteria. That's why I say he's
0: a poor man's okay. Brett Favre. I okay. mean, like he's Brett Favre, but not as good. So nowhere near go as good.
1: So is that is that someone that you would want to go into your season with with a stacked team? Like in some areas, they're not a perfect team. Don't get me wrong, but I do have a
0: very good team. Though, they've got a around.
1: scary defensive line, some legit offensive weapons. Their secondary is pretty good. Offensive line is all right. It's passable. I mean, they, they've they got, they've got enough firepower in that division to really, you know, make a push and, and yeah. be the number one, you know, see in that division. So if I was a Washington fan, um, I wouldn't be feeling particularly juiced about having Ryan Fitzpatrick be my quarterback going into the year. and this is someone no, who has fair. Jared Goff going into the year as their quarterback, and that's got plenty of questions of its own, but I think that's a more
0: promising outlook than Fitzpatrick. I would totally agree with that. Yeah. No, I think it would be super interesting. but I mean, like what else can they do at this point? Because I mean they don't mm-hmm. have draft they have to have to draft someone at this point. if If, the, if
1: they want to do something additional this season they pretty much got draft someone because who else is sitting out there as a, as a free agent at this point? Nobody, basically. And as far as getting a trade going for a veteran, I'm kind of surprised they didn't make a move on Sam Darnold or maybe they Garoppolo. could. Uh, Garoppolo. Maybe now that Teddy Teddy B's kind of on the block, you know, on, Teddy maybe B. having him be with Fitzpatrick would make me feel a little you more just comfortable. just keep swapping him out. Well, <laughs> they're both journeymen jumping all exactly. over the place. But, you know, at least Teddy B has, has gone spots and he hasn't, thrown those four interception games and looked like a train yeah. wreck. I mean,
0: Teddy is going to be like, you know, 15 for 27, 144 yards, no touchdowns and no picks. Right. He'll
1: play a squeaky clean yeah. game manager game and if that that sounds more like what they need than than airmail Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing it, you it's know. It's a lot home. more exciting though. I guess. <laughs> it's going to put asses in the seats. Yeah, definitely will put asses in the seats for sure. And <laughs> He's a lot of fun too. So yeah. from that perspective, good when, locker room guy. When the good times are good, you know, like he seems like a fun guy to have on the team, and, and he would be, he'd be good. Before we even got Jared Goff, I was kind of saying to our little group text, I was kind of thinking Fitzpatrick might not be the worst thing for the Lions if we got nobody one, one year deal and then draft one, to quarterback right, at seven, put a young guy in the room and let him learn with with him. Like you know, why not? Yeah. So I think he's going to be a bust ultimately though in Washington. I think this is a, this is not the move that you make when you're looking to have that quarterback that that takes you
0: to the next level. This is not the guy that you want in my no. opinion. No, I agree. Uh, speaking of lions, let's set some expectations. Let's go. Lions! All right. Uh, let's get into some Lions talk. Uh, not a whole lot has been happening with them recently. We're really just gearing up for the draft. Um, which is in a couple weeks. Uh, so we would like to take this time to discuss our expectations for this team, uh, this upcoming season. Um, while they might be low uh, in the, uh, you know, 10,000 feet view uh, as terms of, you know, record and whatnot. Um, there Actual, are some tangible results. Yeah. <laughs> there are some things that we would like to see that we believe uh, is possible. Um, do you want to start? You want me to start? Sure, I'll I'll start since yeah. you uh, since you got to start the
1: last uh, topic. You can go right ahead. Um, I think a, a big one for the majority of Lions fans is uh, number one, first and foremost, let's take stock and see what we have with Jared Goff. Yeah. Um, let's let's see if and I know everyone likes to talk about the quarterbacks in the NFL. They're not the only part of the team. Yeah, they're it's my favorite position personally, but I know. mean it's easily the most important. So we we really do need to find out what we have with him though yeah. because he's still in a point in his career where if he shows flashes and he shows that he can return to form in the year that the Rams were a Super Bowl contender mm-hmm. team and he can do some of those similar things then we might he might not necessarily be at the stopgap that everyone kind of seemingly is is you know, Peg pecking him. him to be right yeah. now. Um, he's he's on an interesting crossroads in his career. He's basically a sink or swim right now, and this team is at the basement bottom, level. Bottom we're, of the barrel. We're, we are scrap, you know, scrapping everything and restarting here, and we're going to start building this thing from the ground up. And he's going to need to show some things for us to seriously consider him being our option for more than just a year, or, a year or two.
0: Yeah, and it's going to be a pretty big uphill battle for him, I think. <clears throat> Cause, you know, he's got Hawk, he's got Swift, good running back, decent line, um, but not a whole lot at well, the line. When, when, when they get State Penny Sewell, on, it'll you know, be an elite line. Yeah. But yeah. It's very, very uncertain. But um yeah, no, I totally agree. Um that's gonna be the number one thing talked about with Lions fans this year is Jared Goff. And
1: it's it's hard for him to not only because we're a bad team and he's got limited weapons and it's a new system uh it's going to be hard for him too because oh by the way the guy that we just traded out of town and you're replacing is the best quarterback that we've ever had in the history of our yeah, franchise it's and gonna he's be, a fan
0: favorite yeah it's going to be tough for him to you know be as good as stafford was he's going be, to be borderline impossible he's going to be under the microscope
1: all 100%. year long every single winner loss is going to be he's going to be a huge You know,
0: factor in it. I'm giving it two weeks until 97.1 starts (laughs) crucifying him and saying that he needs to get out of town.
1: It, I, I, truthfully, I, I, I'm pretty. I'm going to be pretty easy to please with this. You you know, I'm very understanding. This team is where they are, and you can't expect him to go out there and have like a 30 touchdown and like five interception season. Like that's just like Mm -hmm. that's a guy who's got like a fully. Yeah, you know, it's like a Baker Mayfield kind of team. Like, you know, he's got yeah. weapons. He's ready to go now. Like, if Jared Goff goes out there and gets like, I don't know, fifteen touchdowns to ten interceptions, I consider that a good enough year. And fifteen, I'm just, really? Yeah, I that's mean,
0: like super low.
1: This team is not going to be good. I mean, Cam Newton had like what five passing touchdowns last that's year. Cam Newton, that okay. guy, his
0: arm is broken.
1: He had those stats. He can't throw. And yet he got a new contract from Bill Belichick. So that's that's bottom of the barrel. If Goff can just keep his head above water, look like he's not drowning all the time, and keep this team competitive in games, maybe not necessarily win a ton of games, but just look competent, like he can be a good leader on the offense. And he flashes and he shows things that like you can see. Okay, yeah, he's got this. And if he if he has more weapons, if he has more time to develop, maybe there is something there. I, that's all I want to see. That's mm-hmm. for me. That's all I need to see with him this year to say, okay, we can go another year, maybe two with him. And he's expensive. So we got to figure this out pretty quick. And, uh, oh, yeah. I, frankly, I'm not super optimistic on it. I, I think this is probably, he's probably going to be a stopgap. But, mm-hmm. you know, op, optimistically, this is what
0: I would like to see happen with him. Optimistically, I'm looking for 25, 12, and about 3,500 passing yards. Okay. Which I think is extremely reasonable given today's circumstances in the NFL, where it's a passing first league.
1: Yeah, we need we need to add another weapon or two for him. Whether it's another tight okay. end, whether it's another receiver in the draft, like you know, he needs to have something else because yeah. right now he's he's got pretty much a, a bare bones group to yeah. to work with. The running game's good, the offensive line's good, receivers not good, very bad. What's one of your first expectations this year?
0: Uh, speaking of targets, I am dying to see tj hawkinson take the next leap into a elite tight end i think that he has all the tangibles i think that um dan campbell is going to know how to use him in the right spaces at the right times um and i think you know goff's career he really hasn't been uh, a tight end passer Right. You know, like he's always – but, I mean, he's always had good wide receivers in L.A., and he's always had, you know, not sensational tight ends in L.A.
1: Yeah, so, I'm trying to think about guys he's had. He's had, like, Tyler Higby and, like, Gerald Everett, like, yeah. a couple of those kind of guys. Really, like, I think
0: that those were the two. So, Hawk is better than both those guys. Oh, no, no doubt. Uh, and I think that he could be right up there with George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. I really do. And I think that's where I'm going to expect him to be this season.
1: I think it's a reasonable expectation for him to be a, a top five tight end in the NFL this year because no, first and foremost, Dan Campbell. Yeah. Tight ends coach for the Saints. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to imagine that, that he is going to understand, I've got a Ferrari right here. Yeah. And I can I can do some good stuff. He's going to have like. to be a
0: big part of the offense.
1: And we talked about it a couple shows mm-hmm. ago, but, you know, they signed Josh Hill who was a New Orleans Saints tight end. And he's obviously a system guy that that – Dan Campbell's mm-hmm. comfortable with, so he'll have, I don't want to say like a mentor figure really, but he'll have a guy that he can kind of, that Hawk can work with to kind yeah. of you know, best fit, you know, this system and really get the most out of it. Mm-hmm. I think all that stuff is, that's set up pretty well for him. The question is, can the quarterback Delivered. feed him the ball enough yeah. to make him a top five tight end? And mm-hmm. it, you know, vice versa. If, if, hawk is a top five tight end you got to assume golf is doing all right like he can't be he can't be doing terrible if, if hawk is in the top
0: five tight ends wise yeah it's questionable because i mean george kittle has sensational seasons and he's got <laughs> yeah. dog duty throwing to throw into him all there, right that, so. that's
1: fair that's fair yeah. it's year three though for hawk um he's he took a big step last year i think he really opens people's eyes and uh, we can argue all day about if he was worth number seven in that draft, which you know, yeah. th- who knows. But um, he he made some some developments, and now that he's got this offense that could be tailored to him pretty well, I I kind of with you. I I could see this just getting better and better, and him developing further. Yeah. What do you got next? Okay, so next next one I've got kind of uh, staying on the offensive side of the ball here. Um, I want to see DeAndre Swift develop. Similarly to how Hawk did last year, mm-hmm. he kind of took a step, swift last year. He he flashed in a couple games and he looked like a true number one explosive back.
0: Yeah, he was very great explosive. in the passing
1: game. He yeah. was he was minus that one drop ball. Well, okay, yeah, minus that one in the Bears. Game. His first career game, we'll give him a pass. No, but as the year went on, um, he developed quite nicely and he he kind of looked like a real like mainstay of this offense, despite who's throwing the ball and. Now with Deuce Daly coming in as the running backs coach from the mm-hmm. Eagles, um, similarly to, again, Hawkinson, he's, he's seemingly got someone around him that can continue to make him them. better, get the most yeah. out of him. Um, he's kind of got a, a committee backfield there that's, with Jamal gonna Williams. Say, that's
0: what's going to hinder him.
1: But you know what? The, the thing is that if if you give DeAndre Swift the ball two times and you give carry on or or Jamal Williams the ball the other one time, like maybe that's a good way to play it so you don't you know Burn gas this dude out right yeah and I think I think he's going to be the the focal point of that running game because he he does appear to be the real deal from what we saw last year on a really bad Lions team yeah so with competent coaching hopefully we can see a little bit more from him and he's going to have to do a lot of work in this offense because as we said it's not really a lot else besides him and Hawk he's yeah. kind of He's going to have to be good if we're expecting to score points and win any games next year. We can't put it all on Jared Goff. We can't put anything on this defense. We can expect anything. They're basically a rec league defense at this point. So he's going to have to carry this offense for, for quite a bit.
0: And, you know, really his success also will have a lot to do with Goff's success because Goff cannot be Stafford in the way that Stafford had never had a running game but would always still continue to find ways to succeed at his position. Uh I don't think Goff's going to be able to do that.
1: Well, what's interesting about Jared Goff, his hei- like the heights of his career thus far have been the teams where the Rams had Gurley. Yeah, and Gurley was a top 5 NFL running back and he was doing explosive things. So And he relied on the play action It was a lot of what Goff's offense was. It's a big reason as to why when the draft comes around and we're we're sitting there and potentially we got like a Rashawn Slater sitting there, you know, I'm firmly in the camp that I want this team, their identity this season, like right now. We can be an elite offensive line in the NFL. We're one, like, really good lineman away from being a top offensive line in the league, and Goff and and Swift – are both going to need that if we're going to have any semblance of success because like I said Goff Goff needs that play action, he needs that running game, he needs protection. That's the only way you're going to get anything out of him. And to give him a, a legit shot, I think taking an offensive lineman in the draft is is probably a better fit for him than taking a wide receiver who he can just, you know, throw the ball to. He doesn't need that, but I think the other is more important.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Um my next expectation please for the love of start getting some pressure on the quarterback you guys need to start sending blitzes and need to start pressuring that quarterback because we've seen it time and time again especially during that quintricia era if you give you could literally give me all day to throw i'll find a wide receiver that's open and i'll complete a pass because at the end of the day our secondary isn't that great but if you're going to give the quarterback eight seconds to find somebody, he's going to find somebody they're going to pick up yardage. You can't give the quarterback that much time. And they just don't have the tools on the defensive line to generate pressure by just sending those four or those three. They just don't have it. I love the addition of Michael Brockers. I think that he'll be uh, you know disruptive. But uh, they, just, they, they, they never send blitzes with Patricia, which never made any sense. Uh, but hopefully, with this new regime, they'll be able to start getting pressure
1: on that quarterback. Well, this whole entire defense defensive philosophy needs to go. Uh, yeah. It it needs to go through a complete overhaul. Frankly, there's not one person on this defense who I would say we got to keep them. It would have been Okora, mm-hmm. he was the only one who on that on that whole defense, even Okuda. Where I would say that he's a stud. and We got to keep that guy because this this defense last year was so bad. It was horrible. so horrible. One of the worst in NFL history. It's the worst in Lions history, yeah. which is saying something. That Considering we went 0 16 one season. They needed a complete overhaul, and you know any anything that they could do to change up the scheme from last year, where they just they refused to change game to game. They refused to adapt. You know, that whole mentality that needs to be flushed down the toilet. Everything that I've heard from from Dan Campbell, their philosophy is a very like committee based idea. And we're going to we're going to do what's best for the team and we're going to listen to everyone's opinion and we're going to go with the best decision. So that's already an encouraging sign Mm -hmm. in in my head. I agree. It's absolutely something that we need to see some improvement from in, in
0: 2021. What's your next one?
1: Uh, this will be my last one, actually. Um, okay. I, I don't say the biggest, I say golf is the biggest expectation of this year, but Dan Campbell will be number two. Uh, I need to see him win a couple games. And I need to define a couple games because this yeah. is a bad team. I think a lot of numbers that people are thrown out you're hearing anything from two. Some people have heard on, on the radio and you know, the NFL airwaves are even saying six and this team isn't as bad as you think. I think they're pretty bad. <laughs> I think they're pretty bad. <laughs>
0: Who is saying that? They don't watch Lions football, right?
1: Uh, so I, I think I think this team, if they can pull out four wins,
0: I was going to say so year, right in the middle. Yeah, if they That's can pull
1: out think. four wins, and um, and just similarly to Jared Goff, my expectations for him just show that there are some promising aspects here and there, and they can improve on some things and do some things that maybe we weren't expecting and have like a a general direction that seems like it's going to be a solid foundation. Like that's, that's what I'm looking for. You know, Mm -hmm. our, our last, our last head coach, I know we on him a lot of this program so far, but he got here and immediately everything just nosedived. And we just started, we lost games that were just like, embarrassing to lose lost and that was, to the Jets. Was this whole tenure here. We, we just lost so many games that were just like on paper, like this, this team, where we're at right now, this should not be acceptable. And now that the expectations are so, so, you know, like manageable, I guess, like everyone knows we're going to be bad. Like yeah. everyone in Detroit knows this is going to be bad Expectations are low. We like, this is a good time for them to, to just, Show us some some good things, and if we can pull out a couple wins, I'll be a happy fan. I'll, I'll be totally fine with four wins. Like we're we're trending in the right direction, and we're doing some things that look like they're going to pay off in the future and look like the direction of the team. That's more than I could ask for. Because guess what? I didn't see that once with yeah.
0: our last last regime here. Uh, one team that I really want to see us beat that I believe we could probably beat maybe the Vikings. It'd be I good to get go a
1: division winner, too. Yeah. Um, I think the, Bares, I think the Bears the are Bears. probably
0: a, a yeah. coin coin flip game, to be honest. Yeah. They kind of always are, seems like. Yeah, definitely. But the Vikings have had our number for the last couple of years, and I really do think that we can. I mean, we almost beat them in Week 17 last year. So, I mean, I really think that we can beat them. Well, that's when
1: we were playing with the Daryl Bevel hair on fire scheme. So, <laughs> he's, he's no longer with us, unfortunately. But yeah, no, He's not dead. He's just on another <laughs> another team. He's yeah. in
0: Jacksonville now. Yeah. Uh, my last expectation, uh, and I'm, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this because I've, I've beat this like a dead horse. Um, just don't want the linebackers to suck this year. That's all I want. And I, I think our linebacking core has been ripped to shreds. I don't even know who's still there besides uh, Tavai, Yeah. Uh, who I can't even put it into words how much I think that guy is bad at football. Um, but it would just be sensational to see a linebacking core that isn't horrible. And that's why I'm cheering for Michael Parsons at seven. Uh, well, you know, we'll, we'll definitely have time to get R- into our draft into
1: and who we kind of think is the best fit. We've alluded to some people here and there, but Micah Parsons for me is, I'll just leave it at this. He's a concern right now for me as of this recording, because I've heard some character issues that are, not great and we'll dive more into it but uh you know when you're trying to reset this culture you're trying to reboot this whole team and you're trying to build a strong foundation that's going to be a good team for the next 10 years or whatever you really want to start it out with the seventh pick being potentially like a rotten apple i mean do you really want to do that yeah because, I mean, he's a, he's, a, he's like a – he's a beast. He's a bad dude, yeah. no no doubt about that, as far as him being a player goes. He would be a massive upgrade from anyone that we have. But uh, I, I just think from the from the 10,000-foot view, from the broader perspective, I don't know if you can start off a new era with a question mark pick at seven. I think you want to do what he did with Stafford and get a slam dunk
0: first and foremost and build on that success. Not be like, eh. Could be no, no. That's a good point though. First pick's got to be a slam dunk. Has to be, yeah. Has to be
1: not not a Jeff Okuda at three.
0: No, absolutely. Notice how I didn't even make this list of expectations, poor, by the way. Poor, poor poor Okuda, but I mean, like the the expectation for the secondary could not be lower. <laughs> I mean, like that yeah. that secondary is ter- terrible. Yeah, uh, but yeah. I mean those are our expectations. I don't think any
1: of them are too horribly outlandish. I think that these no. are all pretty tempered and like pretty reasonable, reasonable expectations.
0: We're not expecting to be a good team. We're just expecting to players to progress see from what we've seen so far. Yeah. And for us to not be uh same old lions. And see some uh, some progress from Metallica
1: Dan. Hopefully he's uh with that nickname, I, I hope he's good and I hope he can stick around because you know that's pretty metal. Love that.
0: All right. Well, thank you uh, for listening to another episode of the Great Iron Zeroes podcast. We uh, appreciate you listening.
1: Yeah, thanks again. Coming back, uh, episode five in the books. Um, we're we're you know slowly but surely learning about this as we go. Uh, feel free to you know drop some some comments. Uh, let us know how we're doing. Um, follow us on Spotify and uh, Twitter. Uh, we'll be posting about uh, whenever we have new clips or new episodes coming out. That's going to be the first place to hear it. So. Um, Anything else you want to plug before we go? Uh,
0: No, I think that's everything. All right, man. Well, good episode. All right. We'll catch you on the next one. See you soon.